And hello, everybody, and welcome to TechVine. So we're coming to you at an interesting week where I think pretty much everybody, I'll even go as far to say the entire world, is looking forward to getting past this week and uh, moving on to other things and, and not having to make decisions. The good thing for the listening audience is that if you're trying to choose between whether you want to listen to people talk about geeky technology or people talk about wines, the great thing is that you don't have to make a decision tonight because we're going to do both. We are okay. here at Tech Vines. <laughs> I'm Jim. <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> it's been a it's been a long day. So I am a, I am a, one of your hosts. I am Scott Delaney, and I represent the East Coast contingent of Tech Vines, and we are joined by our Pacific Northwest contingent, the exquisitely elegant Melissa Gurney Green. Oh and my, then we have hello. our I know I, I wrote I wrote it down just so you know that I, just, <laughs> I didn't want to lose that one because because we also have our Midwest Ohio connection, the divinely dapper Mr. Colin Gallagher. How's everybody hey, doing? Hey, hey. Hanging so, in there, hanging in there. So here we go. We have a lot to cover. So this will we'll have to do a um, a shortened version, then we'll have to do the director's cut for uh, for today's or for this episode because we are at episode twenty five. A silver anniversary. If you had asked, I think if you asked any one of us back in April when we first started doing this, that we were going to pump out 25 before the end of the year, and we're not even close to the end of the year, I would have said you're crazy. We'll probably do like three or four, and we'll have nothing to talk about, and we'll just kind of move on. Right. Well, maybe. All right. All right. Maybe not three or four. It was like, okay, I could talk to anybody. I'm not going anywhere. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how long we we carry this through. Um, but but here we are. So how's everybody doing? Let's check in. Hanging in. I am great. It's been a it's been a brutal week. I'm hanging in there. But yeah. Yes, it's been on same, on many same. fronts. It's yeah. on many fronts. It's been a brutal weekend. So uh, tonight's episode, the 25 year silver anniversary uh, episode, we've got. A couple of really cool topics, right? The uh, the wine that we're drinking tonight is really not a wine, as it was pointed out. It's closer to a beer, but we are drinking what's what, what people would call rice wine, but is sake. And I wanted to do uh, an episode where where we included sake because um, my my two co-hosts here uh, are have both introduced me to new experiences separately in terms of sake consumption so i wanted to talk about that and i figured this would be a great way to do it and we can learn a lot about different sake so i thought that would be great the uh second part on the technology front is to talk about um overrated technology because i've got um some some experiences and i'm sure everybody has experiences so i thought we would check yep. in with uh with everybody yeah. here so, so i don't i don't like the mixing of sake and overrated because normally we try to align the wine with the theme and sake <laughs> is not overrated it's yeah. underappreciated if anything i, I so i would i would <laughs> I you know what i thoroughly yeah. all right so okay let's i i feel like i'm 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 taking over the show here all right so colin what do you no let's start with melissa melissa what are you what are you drinking for sake tonight um, a household standard. It's called Genekai. It's um just a household standard sake, green bottle, about seven dollars a bottle, so not very expensive. But um, it's it's kind of a go-to here when we go out and and do the whole cold sake thing. We usually get moo or something, but um, at home for warm sake on a cold day, Genekai. <laughs> so it, so it, it's a photo shoe. I'm not uh... sure. A, tab will... a table, a, a table socket. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I should actually. Okay. So this is why we educate us. <laughs> yes. This is this is why we're doing socket. I'm gonna go second, and then we'll let okay. Colin go next. So I um I actually went well, but, with but Scott. While you do, you have to as part after or part of your explanation. Explain. Can you yeah. be able to explain the socket making process? Well, yeah. Okay. All right. I can do that. But then I, I want to get, so we, we I, again, we're going to have to do two versions of this. Oh, It'll okay. be a director's cut, but yeah. I want to get into the stories around why I wanted to pick sake and the, okay. the, the individual yep. experiences um, for both. So I am drinking, um, I got one, it's a Nagori sake. 
Um, and I got it because it was a, uh, it was a, uh, the name on the bottle was Dreamy Clouds, so I couldn't walk past that one and get it. But my dilemma was that it was in one of the smaller bottles, so I realized that this wasn't going to last a whole episode. So I ended up going with a, with a, um, a Hanjozo Namacho. Um, which is another one, just and that one was a clear. So the first one, the cloudy, the dreamy clouds, is a cloudy, I believe, to be unfiltered sake, and then the other is a cold filtered sake. So I'm kind of bouncing between yeah. um, so, both of those. So yep. so so the, the funny thing about so nigori um, is the unfiltered sake, right? As you said, but nigori in Japanese means clouds, so it's sort of. It's a, ah, because uh, it's a cloudy sake, right? Okay, so we're already we're already <laughs> learning. Yes, I just I just I went for the bottles. That was basically it. Good, yeah. they were they were kind of small. So, but but it's a good it's a good segue. So I'll tell the first story. So the reason why I wanted to do this is because um, when whenever we get together and, and Colin is there and we do sushi, one of the the funnest parts of the the whole experience is is the uh, the sake piece because. Um, I had had sake before, but I didn't really know what it was until the first time. And I remembered it was several years ago. We were at a little off the beaten path um, uh, Japanese uh, sushi restaurant in Manhattan. And you had gotten the recommendation from, I think it was your aunt. I forget who. My, my aunt or uncle, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, if, it was, if it was in Manhattan, it would have been the two. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. so that that was it. And that was like a full immersive, this is how Japanese cuisine with, you know, the sushi and edamame and everything that goes around it and and sake. And I and I learned a lot that night um, just in terms of, of sake. So I always remember that. And I always loved going out and having sake with Colin because there would be just this, this great um, – educational experience and I, I i learned a lot and i i really like it and that's that's why i drink it do you want me to tell the melissa story or do you want me to wait on that one i'll wait on that one wait, wait on that. we got time yeah melissa okay story yes the sake? other the other sake, sake experience that i had for the first time oh, was with uh yeah. was with melissa yes okay yes, that one we're not doing yes. those right now yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> so you know what i'm talking about okay yeah, I know exactly you remember okay <laughs> all right all right, Colin. What do you got over there? I'm I'm doing a, a Junmai Daiginjo, Dai um, which is a I, I I did that so I could explain it because you know I do these things right. Um, um, the because I, I want to explain those two terms. Um, a Jun. There are two major types of of sake. Um, there's the Junmai and the Honjozu. Right, Honjozu, right? And the difference is the Junmai is pure rice. Whereas the Honjazu is rice plus they add alcohol to it, um, so they can get some different flavors in it. So that's sort of the, the that's, basics. So that's that's the what ju- I have. I have the Honjuzu. Well, Honjuzu, yeah. I, so, yeah. Yep. And so now I know how to pronounce it. So. Yeah, Honjuzu. Yeah, and so that's and then there are within the Junmai and the Honjuzu types there are categories, right? And the categories depend on primarily um, how much um, how much of the rice how how well the rice has been polished. Um, so, you know, rice has to be polished. Like, you know, to go from brown rice to white rice, you polish the rice to remove the husk, right? Um, when you go from brown rice to white rice, you remove about 10% of the rice. To get to sake, you need to remove somewhere between 70 and 50%. I mean, you, you, need, to, you need to polish it to, um, you need to remove between 30 and 50%, right? But they always rate it the other way around. They rate it how much is, is remaining. So, so like, yeah, so white rice is 90%. Sake starts at 70% to down to 50%. And that's to remove some of those husk flavors so they can get it. Yeah. And so as you go up in the categories in either of those, you get a junmai, which means special. I'm sorry, a junmai means is, is, is the pure, is the pure um, right, uh, sake. But you get a, a ginjo, which means, which is special, and you get a daiginjo, which is big special or extra special. So this is a junmai daiginjo, extra special, 50% polished. Um, and generally, the as you get more specialty in, in terms of these categories, these are the sakes that you don't want to heat. And if anything, you want to chill them because they have more subtle flavors because more of that rice bran has been removed. And so, um, yeah, you know, table table sake and sake are great to heat. Um, you generally because those actually help bring out some aromas in them. But um, uh, um, daiginjo or, or ginjo, by the way, be a, a hanjuzu or a junmai um, should be chilled slightly. 
So anyhow, that's what I'm drinking. Excellent. And I'm drinking them out of my lovely sake accessories, which I got in Japan. Awesome. See, I knew this was going to be a fun one. Yeah. I cool. knew it was going to be a fun yeah. one. So, so my 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 Melissa story is so I had uh, you know started drinking sake with with Colin, but I've had it before, but never really like knew what to that to, to order it. Right, it would always mm-hmm. be something else, but then then I flipped it to sake. But um, Melissa and I and several other folks were doing some gig, and I believe it was Toronto. And they took us to a um, a sushi place, and we were drinking, you know, whatever it was we were drinking. And then somebody said, do you want to do a sake bomb? And I had never done a sake bomb. I really wasn't even sure what it was. That's how, you know, hidden I was from the whole concept of, uh, of sake. But this wasn't like a regular sake bomb. The first sake bomb that I ever did was a triple so they had, yeah, so they had two sake stacked on top of a beer, and it was almost a full beer. And so, you know, one of those basically would, would take you out. So um, that was the, uh, so, so again, Colin for the knowledge around sake, and Melissa, of course, for introducing me to the, uh, the world of sake bomb. So, sake bomb. For being there when you were introduced. Yes. I so I I I remember you pounding the table (laughs) to knock over the glass. Oh no no I I I definitely did it with you, but I wasn't the one that suggested them. (laughs) For sure. No nope you did uh, that is absolutely true that is absolutely true but. So but nobody, those... but nobody thought it was a bad idea. No, no, so of there, not. So, <laughs> nobody was driving. So, so um, one of the things I learned in Japan um, last year was that you actually don't call sake sake over there. What do you call it? Because uh, I ordered sake at a restaurant, and they sort of looked at me. Sake actually over there means any alcoholic beverage. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we haven't used it here to, to describe this drink. They call that drink Nihonshu. Nihon meaning Japanese or, or, or home, and shu being alcohol. Okay. So ah. Nihonshu. Yeah, okay. Drink, nice. so, or drink. Yeah, so Nihonshu. So yeah, I learned that. I was like, oh, I, I thought I'd be all great and, you know, do my restaurant Japanese. Cause <laughs> and I said, oh, and I, you know, ordered the, 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 the sake, sake, and she said, no, 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 it's Nihonshu. I was like, okay. See, see, that's what happens when you try to when you try to fake it and you're that good where, you know, people think, OK, he knows what he's doing. And then all of a sudden you you show, well, nope, I'm I'm not from around here. I'm kind of faking it. So you got um, a little yeah. bit uh, that's fine. Um, exposed. No, that that is fine. But but as we as as so we we talked about, um, you know, sake is not a wine. So we're technically breaking the rules. Yes. Um, for uh, for tech vines because it is fermented from rice. Um, I did look up a couple of you know statistics about it or just yeah. some, you know, some of the how things. is it fermented, Scott? Uh, it's basically fermented very similar to the way they ferment beer. So it's it's almost the exact process except they use rice instead of barley, from what I understood. But you obviously know something that I don't know. So yeah, how... well, so well, so the the difference between between a a uh, wine and other things, right? Why you can't call sake wine, why you can call beer or wine, is because generally, like, but you can call like apple wine or something like that, right? Is the if you can if you're using the natural sh- um, sugar in the fruit or the sugar in the ingredient, right? Just fermenting it there, you're making it. Um, with beer, for example, you have to malt the beer, right? Which means you have to encourage it to sprout and do something else to it, and that then produces the sugars, and then um, and then that that those sugars in the malt become um, the alcohol. In in um, in sake, they um, they actually introduce a mold to it, and the mold converts the the starches in the rice into um, into sugar. Hmm. I forget what the name of the mold is. Oh, it's koji. It's koji, right? Yes, koji. So yeah, so yeah, so it's um, and it's I think it's the same mold they use for um. Uh, tofu and other things, but yes, it's a it's a it's a mold that's specifically um, a strain of which is adapted for rice. So yeah, so it's they they make the rice moldy that produces extra sugar and then that ferments it out of it. There you go. And the the fermenting process, from what I understand, and then it's back, similar to beer. Yeah, it, it dates back to the, you know the year seven hundred, 
right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking, um, you know, 1,300 years ago is when they started, you know, formulating sake. So Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, um, I think this was a good choice. This was, I, I mean, we're at episode 25, so we've kind of run the gamut as far as, um, you know, traditional wine is concerned. So, yeah, I thought it would be good to kind of break it up a little bit by yeah. something other than, you know. Yeah, we, have, we have not run the gamut. We, we have, have we have done. Run the gamut. We've, we've done one quick lap around the course, but we can go many, many more. We're, okay. We're well, that's good. We're going to have many adventures to come, yes. for sure. We are not done, listeners. We are doing many more. This is I want to wait, wait till episode 50, right? Yeah, the, uh, the golden anniversary. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Be, uh, that'll be something to look forward to. So, excellent. Okay. So, that, that was the, uh, the quote-unquote wine, although it's not really wine. It's actually beer, but people refer to it as rice wine. So, mm-hmm. that's why... We were able to kind of sneak yeah, that in from a, under a technicality. There's an, there'll I'm be an always happy to drink it. I'm always happy to drink it. There'll be there'll be an answer. Yeah, you know what? And I I I had a you know a little bit before the uh, the podcast just clearing out some stuff, and I was mm-hmm. you know really enjoying. it. I was like, this is this is nice. This is uh, mm-hmm. a good little uh, break. But now, of course, I'm craving sushi big time. So mm. um, yeah. There might be a takeout order or a uh, delivery happening after the uh, the podcast. So okay, so that was the um, the 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 wine piece. We're gonna get not really wine, but on the the technology side. So we decided we were gonna talk about overrated technology and examples of that. And, you know, I have my list, and I'm curious to see what you guys have. We'll go to uh, let's do Colin first. To see what he's got. Uh, oh, I, I, I think there are many, many things that overrate are overrated. Um, I'm going to be confrontational right now, and I couldn't say this is overrated. It may not be in the future, but I think um, VR headsets are overrated right now. I think you know, ex- oh. with the exception with the exception of a few games, etc. I think they're pretty much novelties for now. I think I'm, I'm a much bigger fan of AR than I am of, of, of VR right now. I think, I think you know, um, we just, you know, the problem with VR is it cuts you off from the rest of the world. It doesn't show things. So unless you're going to do something where you're sedentary, seated, and, and want to be cut off from the rest of the world, which, you know, games or something else like that is fine. But I think all the, all the promise of, of VR being, you know, super high tech, I think, the way it's being delivered with those with the goggles is not um, is not going to scale. I mean, I think this is, you know, it's going to be a little better than Google Glass and other things that we talked about last week. But I think it's it's over it's it's overrated right now. It's it's at the you know it's at the peak of the Gartner hype cycle, <laughs> and about to fall into the trough of disillusionment. Well, it's not a new technology. I mean, it's been around for uh, a number of years, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting that. But I think you know with with um, you know well. Oh, who did Google buy? Who did Google buy? Um, uh, Facebook bought. Facebook bought well, uh, Oculus. Oculus. Facebook yes. Oculus. So I think that sort of you know accelerated up and more into the into the 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 zeitgeist, right? That people are paying attention to it. I think you know there's all these rumors, but I I have not seen a good implementation of it yet. Um, and I think you know with the exception of some games, I, I will accept that you know but i think so if, you know broader real and I, you know i like me some games i'm a geek i like some games but i think broader real world applications haven't seen it yet yeah i think so, for for gaming it's awesome um yeah. arizona sunshine on quest very mm-hmm. very fun and exciting and immersive i still get motion sick so um i i agree with your statement that outside of games yeah but yeah there's not a lot of like regular content out there that you can I, I remember, you know, years ago, and this is probably going back 10 years or so, the whole idea around 3D TVs was a big thing, right? Where you could buy a TV and, you know, if the content was broadcast in 3D, you could see it in 3D. But what they didn't tell you is you had to wear the goofy goggles oh. in order to see They give that. you a headache, yes. Oh, my God, yes. It, it wasn't even that. I remember, you know, talking to one of the salespeople about this as they were putting the you know, the squeeze around, oh, this is the future. And I was like, listen, there's nobody going to be wearing these goofy glasses to sit there and watch TV. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, I'll get the TV because it's thin and it fits where I need it to go and it's on sale. But the fact that it's 3D has absolutely no value to me whatsoever. So, um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a good one. What about you, Melissa? What else, what else you got? 
I think for me, um, I kind of struggled with this one because because I see technology as a build, and and there are a few things in my mind that are really kind of kind of overrated, except for the hoverboards. And I think part of it is is my kind of um, appreciation for Back to the Future. And I was going to say, fact I was just... that the hoverboards that are out now are not hoverboards in any sense of the term. They're just called hoverboards because somebody wanted to have one circa 2000 something. Right. See, I would have I would have said it was your fearless <laughs> nature. Nope, nope, nope. I, I haven't been on one because oh, okay. I'm smarter than that because I'm basically goofy with any kind of athletic activity other than running. So, so um, I know if I get on that, I'm going to break something, but I've seen them. I've seen kids use them. I've seen adults use them. And, and um, honestly, I, I have no appreciation for them. I, actually, I think we should sue the manufacturers, right? Because they don't hover, right? They don't. If McDonald's yeah. can be sued for the quarter pounder not being, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the weight after cooking, right? We yes. can sue the, the manufacturers because they don't actually hover. I bought one when I expected to hover. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> well, you know what they so the the kind of the the thing that's available now and well it used to be when, when we were all traveling was in in some of the major cities the um the uh the scooter rentals not the scooter what am I thinking? Oh of? no, um, there's scooters. There, there's bikes. Uh, there's scooters. There's yeah, yeah. yeah. But, those but have like, hurt a lot of people, by the way. Oh, so again, you know, like I've seen them and I've seen people on them, and it's like. You know, I know I'm not qualified and I'm not going to go anywhere near that. No matter, you know, you could give it to me for free. I'll walk. Thank you very much. And if it's a couple of blocks and I don't feel like I can make it, that's why Uber exists. I, I'll get from point A to point B, but I'm not taking my life into my own hands and getting on one of these things. And, and some of the people that I've seen hop on them, you know, clearly, you know, I don't even think they're capable of really walking a straight line, let alone, you know, balancing and operating a two wheeled motorized vehicle through traffic down streets you know it's just like it's it, it's a recipe for disaster but i didn't have that on my list but it, the the hovercraft um made me think of that the 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 number one thing not to go completely in a different direction please do is oh i I'll let me go in a completely different direction then the, the number one thing that i think is so overrated and it just i roll my eyes when i see it is you know all the Zoom calls we're we're doing where somebody you know clicks on the virtual background, right? And mm-hmm. and you know I get it. Hey, if you're in your basement and you got like you know cans of paint and like tarps and everything behind you, then okay, you're you're excused. You can you can put something on, right? But if you're not and you're in like an office or just a room, it's okay. You know if you're in your kitchen, if you're in your diet, I I'm kind of interested to see where you're at, what's going on, like what's what's happening behind the scenes and and what the uh, the setting is. It's nice to know that, yep, you got dressed and you may or may not have brushed your teeth and you know, you're you 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 know, you you put yourself together so I can see your face. But, you know, I'm seeing this, you know, you're on ha ha ha. Okay. You're you're in one of the scenes of the office. That's really original, right? We've never seen that one before. Um, or you're in, you know, the you know, one of the um, uh, space decks for like Star Trek or something like that. It's like, okay, you know, this is this is about as original as when you're looking at a PowerPoint presentation and a slide comes up and there's a there's an image, a picture, and it still has the Shutterstock watermark written across it because not only yeah. did you rip the picture off, you weren't even creative enough to go and find the one that didn't have the watermark on it anymore, right? You just kind of totally cheated on that. So I think that's a that's kind of mailing it in, uh, oh. especially if you do, especially if you do a lot of them. Like again, I could see if like really quick you're someplace where you're not usually and you need to just put something up. So you're, you know, but but like yeah. if this is this is basically your gig and this is what you do and pretty much you know for a lot of us this is kind of it. Yeah. You know we want to see oh, what's going man. on in the background. Yeah. All right. I, first first I week so first simple. week was, <laughs> first ahead. week was acceptable. First week was acceptable. Play around with it and then yeah. turn turn it the frick off. Right, yes. right. Yeah. My boss literally does a different Zoom background every day. And like <laughs> it's always a game to figure out what he's going to do next and guess what he's got going on. But um I I would say instead of the Zoom backgrounds for me, 
it's the goofy little zoom effects, like the the sunglasses and stuff that you put on over that isn't necessarily, um, and maybe this is a, a parent thing, but if you go in and do video filtering, you can do like party hats and stupid stuff like that. And that bothers <laughs> me way more. How did, you, where, how did you do that? I've never seen okay, that before. So under video, video. If you go under video and go yeah. to choose video filter. Choose, you have, have the choose, ability to do sunglasses and some kind of plant thing. I don't, is, I have, I have choose video background. I don't or choose virtual, virtual background. Okay. I don't have, um, I don't have so, it. So you need to update your zoom then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't have it live. Uh, yeah, I don't have it either. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The kids, the kids, oh, no. the kids do it. <laughs> oh no! It's, it, it, no, Scott, it's under background and filters. They've moved it. Go to background and filters. I don't, see. I don't have background and filters. All right. Well, we'll take this offline. See. Um, <laughs> oh no! I I Colin's I don't. A bear. <laughs> so I me? I have yes. a I have a corporate provided. Um, yeah, I, I do too. But like, under <laughs> what are your options under settings? We, we should totally take this offline, but yeah, yeah. It, it's not there. It just says virtual background, recording, profile, statistics, feedback. There is it nothing. It could be under virtual background. There's like a. I'm a on tab virtual background. For video, yeah, no. There's a tab for video, for video filters. filters in there. Yeah, there's a tab there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, really, you must have I, some old version. Well, yeah. I, I do not have it. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I'm turning these off now. Okay. All right. Well, now anyway, I know. No, what, now so what I know you... what I, I know what I'm doing for my 8:40 customer call tomorrow <laughs> yeah. morning. Oh, I'm sitting there with bunny ears on. Yeah. yeah. So those are. Over, <laughs> I totally agree. Those are overrated. Also, the Snapchat filters of the same vein are freaking overrated as well. Uh, maybe maybe filters in general. Like. Yeah. Too or, many, yeah, fil- yeah. Too many yeah. people just over filter their photos. It's like I know your yeah. face isn't that skinny. I know yeah. your eyes aren't that big. I know, I know the makeup isn't there. <laughs> it's okay to be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a friend hit me up on Facebook and commented on something I hadn't talked to him in a while. And I went to look at his profile and his main profile picture is so face tuned. Yeah. I'm like, it, it's complete, you know, and, and so, and, and face tuning, you can tell it's not that the technology isn't that great yet. So face tuning yeah. overrated too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just be yourself. It's okay. We love you yeah. anyway. Yeah, to me, it's always like, what's the angle of the picture? So that's that's. Oh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily do the filters, but it's more of I need to make sure it's a it's a good. Well, there's a, a difference from positioning your head so that it looks like you you have a normal face, as opposed to what I always end up doing when I'm excited and smile for a picture, where I pull my head back and suddenly I've got like six chins. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between that and actual filtering, right? <laughs> I do like the one Snapchat filter that takes off, like, like just lightens the color a little bit. So it's like that one I like because, like, if I haven't shaved in a couple of days, I can put that one on and you can't <laughs> tell. So that, it washes everything out. So I I like that one. Um, I and I and I do use that one somewhat frequently. Um, but uh, but that's the other thing that I noticed on on Zoom calls is like I can go a couple of days and I have it on set at whatever the video enhancement is. And it does help kind of wash that that stuff out. So, um, so that's a good one. Okay, so virtual backgrounds that was a hit. Who would like to go next? Um, so I'm going to go next one because this is in sort of in Melissa's vein a little bit. Um, when I first when we first listened last week, I was like, I knew what to say, and then it, more than I thought about, it, I was like, eh. um, I'm turning the corner on them. Um, up until I COVID, even up until like reopening of COVID, up until halfway through COVID, I would say. I would have said that QR codes were overrated, that I have rarely seen a good use case for QR codes. Um, um, but now I find myself scanning them all the freaking time. I think whatever happened, you know, you know, the fact that, you know, you can't have printed menus in restaurants or things like that, um, QR codes have really made a comeback um, with, with that. So I think it's, you know, I think again, in an air, in an environment where you actually can have printed stuff and good signage, you know, types of things, um, QR codes are sort of, um, highly overrated, but I think, you know, at least for now, we'll see if, if they, people continue to use them. I think, um, they're sort of, they've got a, they've got a little bit of a pause and a grace period for me on that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you one 
that's kind of in a similar vein, but a little closer to home. Mm -hmm. Digital swag. Digital conference swag. Completely overrated. Define, di define digital. Like, what are you? What just, are you? Sh what are you shipping out? Because I haven't. Like, I haven't gotten any of this digital like, swag. Like this notion of of having a digital thing for a digital gift bag that you send people. It's like okay, now you're just sending them a file that is also a waste oh. of space. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So, so those. Um, I I think they're overrated. I do think they're more environmentally friendly than the swag we give out at conferences. But at the same time, like digital swag, I'm like, why? What's the point? Yeah, that is definitely weak. I I, I wouldn't even say that. I get why you would say that it's overrated, but I wouldn't even rate it. I would see that as something. <laughs> You know, I, I will, where's the box that I check to opt out of any future communications? Yeah, because yeah I would, immediately. I would, uh, I would like to do that. Which brings me to, and that's that's one of the, the number two on my list is, is I, I wrote it down as free apps, and it's not like all free apps, right? It doesn't include like, you know, obviously a lot of the social media apps, they're free, but they're not really free because you know you're the product, right? That's what they're marketing. Yep. They're trying to track you. So I, I, I don't consider those. But um, you know, there's a there's a couple of things that you know I fell for that I, I feel really stupid for doing, and I and I wish I didn't. So I I got you know I checked the mailbox and and I, I get this this letter and it it didn't look handwritten, but it was like. Hey, you know the community in your area is starting up a, you know, a, a I forget what the what the app was, but um, oh, uh, neighborhood. It, the app is called like neighborhood or something close to that. Next and door, probably. Next, that's it. Yes. So yes, that, yes, that's, yes, yes. Right. So I get this, and it's heavily on next door. Yeah. And and it's it say what's heavily on next? Say my, that again. My my neighborhood. Neighborhood. Is, is it active. really? on next door. Oh yes. my god. It's, so it's like I where the neighborhood watch moved to. Like we're all on next door talking about who's breaking into our cars, like what we uh, see on our ring videos, like the whole nine yards. It's crazy. All right, well then maybe maybe it's just me then because like I I signed <laughs> up for this thing and I like, you know, I'll be very honest. I don't like interact very heavily with the with the neighbors, but I'm in the burbs. It's not like, you know, there's anything going down here that I need to be aware of, but I thought I would just opt in just so that it would be like some kind of message board. And I have been inundated, inundated with email, spam, all kinds of garbage, notifications, you know, just, you know, letters from the CEO, you know, encouraging me to vote and, you know, all of this garbage. And it's like, Fix oh, my God, your it, it, settings and opt out. So this is what <laughs> I so the, here's the thing is I, I immediately opted out. But it's like, you know, once you you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube once you, you know, they get your email address because they take that and that gets federated out to all these other things. And so you're, you know, every day or maybe not every day now, but every other day or every couple of days, I'll get some email that'll come in and I'll be like, oh God, what the hell is this? And now I got to go through the whole thing, you know, to, uh, to, to opt out. And every now and then I'll just take like, you know, 20 minutes to go through, you know, the spam folders and everything just to figure out how do I opt out of all this garbage that continues to, to come in. So again, if it's, if it's free, uh, I, you know, I generally avoid doing any of that stuff. And I, and I feel like a knucklehead for being like, Oh, look, they gave me a, a six digit code. Yeah. So this must be, you know, personalized to the neighborhood and anybody yeah. within the neighborhood is, is doing this and you know i feel like a sucker so i got set up on that one okay. the, the one i'm on the fence about in that same vein scott are apps subscription apps like subscription apps that really should in my mind just be a purchase app and i get that people want to make re recurring revenue i get it from a business point of view and you know it's very hard when we've been conditioned to assume you know a dollar 99 for an app or whatever it happens to be um but like you know if i'm buying an app to you know edit pictures it should just be that. Let me pay the twenty bucks, thirty bucks, whatever you want for it. Don't make me pay, you know, two ninety nine, you know, a month or every three months or something for it. Right? It's just let me pay for it up front. Yeah. 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 It, but well, so for for you know, on the mobile device, that's one thing. But the other thing is like all the apps from just like a desktop system. So like if you're looking for like a video editing app, or if you're looking for 
you know, um, um, something that does file conversions, right? I've got one file format and I want to convert it into another file format. You go out and you do a Google search, you know, all these hits will come up saying, oh, here's this, it's free, it's free. And you go to look at it and it's like, well, this is a piece of garbage because, it, you know, all they want to do is get my information and it doesn't even work, you know, so I'm with you. What about you, Melissa? What do you got on your list? I think this notion of of tagging locations in your friend's house and whatnot in Facebook is is going to be on mine, kind of in a similar vein to what you've already talked about with um, with Nextdoor and getting all this email spam, only worse because the instant and and I know it was Facebook, and I'll tell you how I know it was Facebook. So um, when I logged into Facebook, I used my mother's birth year instead of my own. So, so it shows me as 19 years older than I am. Um, and then one time, one friend um, tagged my house in a post. And since then, I've been getting AARP mail, like, <laughs> out the wazoo. <laughs> like, you would not believe it. Like, so that alt-Facebook account that has, that has my b- mother's birth year and, and that got my address tagged in it one time without my permission... Now I get all the old people mail you can imagine, like Medicaid, Medicare, AARP, like nonstop snail mail. It's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I Melissa, I, I totally feel that because <laughs> I remember the day I opened up that mailbox and there it was. And it was like, oh, this must be to somebody <laughs> who used to live here. Yeah. And when you look at that AARP. And it's addressed you know, to you. Over, and your name is on it. <laughs> and it's a thick envelope. They got a lot of stuff crammed in there for me to go through. It was one of the lowest points of my life, I think. It really was. It was just like, this is what I've become. I, I am now eligible for AARP benefits and never gonna happen. privileges. Branding's oh, too strong. Never going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. That was, uh, I remember that. Um, so, yeah, so that's a good one. AARP in general. Um, the other one that I had on my list, and this was one that I, I was kind of, I, I was on the fence on. I, like, if you asked me this, you know, six months ago, right, before, you know, things shut down, I would have probably, no, this is, this is something I need. I use it every day. But now, not only have I found it something that I don't really use all that often, now that I use it, I was like, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore because I've, I've found another way to get my content. And that's satellite radio, right? So, you know, it's the usual car mm-hmm. subscription. You're, in, you're, yeah. you're driving yeah. to work. Yeah. You know, you're in, you're in the car for, you know, a couple hours a day. And so you have, you know, the subscription so you can listen to, you know, whatever radio or talk or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to listen to. So you, you go ahead and do that. Now, you know, I'll, I'll put gas in the, in the truck and I'll go two, sometimes three weeks. So like my, the, the amount of miles that I do in the time I spend in the car is, is a fraction of what it used to be. But now when I get in there and I, and I, you know, listen to like the usual stations that I listen to, it's like, what am I doing? Because like most of the stuff I do is like streaming content, right? So it's either, you know, Amazon music or it's the iTunes or, or whatever it is. And, and what I've noticed is that the algorithms for the, for the streaming content for the music has done a, get, gets better and better at knowing maybe not what I like, although it, it, they'll introduce some, some things, um, you know, especially like new music that I, I probably would never hear otherwise. So iTunes is actually really good for that. So, you know, some of the um, playlists that they have that they update, you know, some of the playlists that they have, they don't update very regularly, but if they have like, you know, there's the, the rock station that has kind of the, the new hits or the underground stuff. And there's new things that they're, they're constantly adding on that. So I, I, I like listening to that because it's stuff that I haven't learned, but for, for, for satellite, you know, the rate, the music, there's literally nothing that I haven't heard. And it's all the same stuff that they play over and over again. Matter of fact, one of my go-to stations on satellite radio, just because I want to hear something new and different that I don't listen to, is the Sinatra station. Swear, mm. swear to God, and I'll I'll listen to that in a lot of cases because sometimes they'll have stuff and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. This used to be, you know, this is what music was like, you know, 50 years ago. And um, 
Um, so I, I find, but but other than that, I, it's like I, I have no use for it. The subscription's paid, but like I would rather stream something off of my off of my device now, just because the content is has gotten better tailored. You know, I think there was a there's a period that I had to go through with with the Amazon streaming service where I had to keep reinforcing the fact that, you know, no matter how many times you play, you know, DJ Khalid, I do not like DJ Khalid. And as soon as that comes on, I'm going to give you the thumbs down and tell you to skip it. And I'm going to tell you 9 million ways that we are the best. You know, as soon as I hear that, I am going to, I am going to change that as quickly as I can. And so it doesn't come up that often anymore. So I've been able to, to train um, the uh, the streaming stuff to be a little bit more tailored to again maybe not what I like because I really don't know what I like but I know what I don't like and it will do a better job of avoiding it. Yeah, satellite m- music or satellite radio has really become the kind of cable TV I guess of, yeah. of music now because like one month subscription of that is like two or three streaming services for music. Yeah. It's pretty well. Bad. The, the, the reason the reason why I did it is because I would listen to music and it would be so aggravating that there'd be all these commercials. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why that I would listen to music on satellite, the number one reason why I would listen to music on satellite is because there were no commercials. So this is beautiful. You want, you know, whatever it was, seven bucks a month or I, I forget what, what, it, what it goes for now. But it's like okay for for seven bucks. I mean, I I have like ninety seven other subscriptions for stuff that I don't even know what I'm using and probably don't even use anymore. Um, so yeah. sure, I'll do that. So well, for the two and, hours and even if talk. you pay for satellite radio, they still have commercials on a lot of stations. Depends, and they're the, and they're the worst. But, well, it depends on the station, but they're, they're the worst commercials. Like they, they they are literally commercials for the the worst products in the world that you never want to buy. You know, they're they're. They're not just cable stations, Melissa. They're like U. It's like UHF commercials. It's it's yeah. just awful. Does anyone remember UHF? Um, mm-hmm. Like they're like I don't remember. Remember like Ashley Madison used to advertise on on Sirius. Yeah. I'm like yeah. I it's, that. This is a it's dating like, service oh. for cheating on your spouse. Like I mean, this is just awful. They're, yeah, <laughs> like, they were very blunt about it too. It's like they know yeah, their so, audience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like and some of them, yeah. Dating service are cheating your spouse. Um, yeah. Just awful. Like, you know, get a timeshare. I was just how to break your timeshare contract. That's, that's come up a lot on mine lately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. The one thing I like about satellite radio is, you know, if you're doing cross country drives or something like that, you know, you can set it and not have to worry about finding a station when you move out of, out of coverage, but you know, it's sort of nice having that, you know, the same station across the country, but I think well, do in you, general, do you... Do you remember initially how they would basically force you to have to do satellite? You had to subscribe. This goes back years. Do you remember what it was? What did they do that that you had to have them do in order to get the feature? The map, remember? Oh, the maps, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so you're if you want to use right, if you yeah. want to use yeah. if you want to use the navigation yeah. feature, you had to subscribe. Well, mm-hmm. that's you not still true. do if, if you, you want to use, use the baked in nav. Like, it's well, like, the, yeah. it's the the navigation that tells you like if there's an accident or if there's road construction, yeah. so kind of the stuff that's yeah. happening in real time. Um, mm-hmm. I, so that's yeah. that was it. But now it's like I I don't even I've never ever used my vehicle's navigation just because everything runs off of the uh, off of the device. So um, yeah. so that would be you know I wouldn't say it's overrated because I don't think anybody really rates it that high. But um, mm-hmm. something that you know is, is you know, it's like, like having the AM radio in, in the car. I mean, who, who listens to AM, right? Yeah. Um, so. Every once in a while for nostalgia. But really? Yeah. Yeah. You, you're listening to that right-wing talk radio on it. That's what all that's out, at least out here in New England. I think, I think I there's mean, some sports, for, sports channels on AM. There's some so, sports generally. radio. ESPN radio is still on AM here. Um, and I, I don't – when I listen to – to football or baseball because i'm running kids i'm on am radio that's usually the use case which hasn't happened now in over a year but that's that's when i'm on am radio to listen to the football games and and baseball games i'm missing so the other piece of technology that i have that used to be was a game changer when it first came out but is way less relevant now is the uh the dvr Remember the, the 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 day where it was like, oh my God, I can record this show, and if I'm not home, you know, for Survivor on Wednesday at eight o'clock, I can get there a little bit later and I can turn it on and I can see, you know, who got voted off the island. 
because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to miss it. So you would, you would DVR it and you would pay. It was a lot of money for that service to, yeah. to, to do to do DVR. Um, it's a bit you of know, a flash in the pan, wasn't it, TiVo? <laughs> the, well, the, the TiVo, which became, you know, the, the DVR service. And then now it's like, you know, I don't really watch anything unless it's, you know, streamed. Right. I just mm-hmm. matter of fact, I just finally signed up for Peacock. Um, only, only because I wanted to watch, you know, some of the, uh, the older, you know, sitcoms that were on and they have the library there so that you can, you can check those out. But, but again, you know, the, the, the need to DVR that stuff is, um, yeah. And, and place shifting too, you know, all that stuff is gonna, yeah, but that's just, that's just, I don't think it's overrated. It's just the technology has gone beyond it. It served a purpose. Yeah. I mean, right. It was right. an upgrade from a VCR, right. You know, exactly. And, and the slings were an upgrade when you, you know, when you wanted to watch something on the road, you know, now that everything's in the cloud, it's sort of you know obviated all of that. So yeah. yeah, it's just the next evolution is here, and it's streaming. Yeah, yeah. and I'll be curious yeah. to see what replaces streaming, if anything. But yeah, for yeah. for that matter, having DVDs in your home, like yeah. I might have one or two DVDs around, and that's about it. And yeah. we're debating I, I, getting rid of the DVD player. Well, I um, so if you get rid of the DVD player, send it to me because I don't have one, and I have a box of dvds and it's like well i have all this media i literally have no way to actually run it and 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 i don't know what to do with it because this this you know probably like 30 40 some probably 40 years worth of stuff in there and it's a big box and it's nothing that's anything i mean you know it's all garbage you you, do you want to is anybody really going to go out there and buy a white snake cd Right, I, probably maybe, not. Maybe. But well, <laughs> have you right. have you seen the way this country voted? Like, there, well, there's still some but, like white snake fans out there. Let me tell you. But they, but but the point, but the point, it's not the it's not the content. It's like you could stream it now. So if you wanted to listen to a white snake song or the whole album, and the whole album's not that great, there's only a couple of good songs on it. Then you can you can get that. Who's gonna go through the who 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 loves white snakes so much that they need to actually physically own the media so that, you know, in the event of the, you know, a power outage, they can, you know, take out their, you know, the, the, their Sony Walkman and they can put the, um, the CD player in it and still be able to listen to the white snake. I still physically hang on to my tool CDs. Like, well, they, tool, just, tool. they just recently right. joined streaming, but the world. Of but streaming, that's like so that year. that was. But still, a, I I still physically hang on to those. Like. But but that's the reason why, because I because Tool is one of the few bands that you know when everything went to streaming, they didn't do any of the licensing for that, so you couldn't get the content any any other Anywhere way. You couldn't else. buy you couldn't buy it from iTunes. You couldn't get it. They just you could get it on satellite it radio. You could, but, but they. But and you could, but random. they would only they would only play a couple of the commercial songs that were like four or five minutes. They wouldn't pay, yep. play the, you know, one of my favorite things to run to is I'll put on my Tool playlist. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I love to run to Tool is normally if I have a playlist running and I do my usual, you know, three whatever miles, I'll go through eight or nine songs. If I listen to Tool, it's usually only three or four songs, so it makes <laughs> me feel like I'm running faster. It's it's great because because the kids are like, Mom, how long is this song? It's been two minutes. <laughs> and it's like it's like and there's and there's like four endings to the song, right? Every song like, has like four Yeah, I'm like, You think this is bad? Let me turn on the Who. <laughs> like <laughs> One song was a whole free musical in a day. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so on that on that note, here's something I think is overrated as well, which is on my list is are sort of these all of these video streaming services that are popping up. Why? Like, uh, well, because I think I think you know. I mean, I don't. I, I'm all for, um, you know, the major ones that are out there right now, right? Um, you know. You know, either the premium and the general ones, but like I was talking to a friend and they were like, I was asking what they were doing. They were watching something on a, a, a service called Tubi. Yeah. And there's another one called Pluto. And I think it's just like, I think just, you know, it's like, I don't want, I mean, they're, they're getting to be too many streaming services to see too many things, right? It's not, you know, it's like, I want to be able to have my five, six things I can flip through and look at. I don't need 20 different streaming services to be able to browse and, and try and find something just to be able to relax. Well, worse, worse yet is that you want to watch something and you go to look for it and you find a streaming service, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my, my kids, you know, over the last couple of months got hooked hardcore into, into Harry Potter. 
and apparently there's some there's some website out there, and I don't even know what it is, but it streams all of the uh, the Harry Potter content, so they um they 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 watch it over and over and over again. But but a good example, it's just like, well, if you want this particular piece of content, here's where you go to get it. So they're looking for you know the you know here that Harry Potter stuff. I'm looking for hey, I just want to watch Seinfeld, right? I want you know the um the episode. I was just talking about this with somebody. The um the Penske file. So I was on a call today, and I I just mentioned I was like, oh yeah, he's in charge of the Penske file. And they're like, what's the Penske file? And I was like, how do you you don't know what the Penske file is? And they're like, no. I was like, did you ever see Seinfeld? And they're like, oh yeah. My parents watched that show. That's the one <laughs> with the guy with the hair. And it's like, yes. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm like, so okay. It's it's a show about nothing. And you know, I'm trying to take them through it. And you know, they got there was a anyway. So everyone, but they had no idea what was the Penske file. I felt really old. When do you not say- as old as. Not as old as the day the AARP letter showed up in the mailbox, which was, which, which honestly was not, not recently. That was, you know, a good couple of years ago when that thing first showed up. So that's a little painful. By the way, if you want to really feel old, Ralph Macchio. Today is his birthday. How old do you think Ralph Macchio is? Ralph Macchio is probably pushing sixty. Ah, very good. 59, he turned 59. And I was like, wax on, wax off, Mr. Miyagi. Are you kidding? He's 59? My God. So anyway, not Mm. to bring anybody down. but Um, So speaking of streaming services, so the the, one of the other things I had on my list as we're getting uh, close to the the hour mark here is um, so – the uh, the season two of the Mandalorian um, went live. The first episode went live last week. Did you guys get a chance to see it? You did, Melissa. Not did yet. you see it? That's on oh. the plan for this weekend. All right, all right. I will. I will. I will. I will. The only thing I will say is that I was um, unimpressed. I'll just leave it at that. Very unimpressed. You not. You weren't calling? Okay, good. Well, there you go. Um, I, I, I am, I'm, I, I wasn't like blown away, but I, but I thought it was, it was a good start to a second season. See, my problem was that there was no connection. This, this could have been season one. This could have been episode one, season one. You would have known the difference. If they if they did like another five ten minutes of setup for this, it was like. But the, but that's the whole premise. I mean, it's it's a western. You should be able to tune in at any point and yep. and and pick up and go. It's it's sort of thing. And the backstory is very light and going through you know and but, easy to pick up without any explanation. Yeah. But if you watch if you watch kind of like the season one recap that they pushed out to say, hey, season two is starring. Let's remind you of all the you know the the plots and subplots and characters and all this stuff. And it's going to even be better for season two. And then when it lands, it was like, wait a minute, what was that? I don't. I this seemed to be like you know something that hit the cutting room floor and they scraped it up and said, hey, we'll make this an episode. We'll put it at the front and just you know we'll know the difference. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. So anyway, I don't want to spoil it for Melissa. We really shouldn't be talking about it. But you, you watch It'll it. It'll be fine. You're not spoiling anything. You have a, I'm you still going to watch you, it regardless, I promise you. Like, that's one of the few shows that I will sit down and watch. That one that one, and Picard. Like, there's nothing you can tell me about those two shows that I wouldn't just sit down and watch them. <laughs> so have you had a have you had a chance to watch the, uh, the Queen's Gambit yet? Not yet. Okay. <sighs> So I am now, I just watched episode four. So there's seven episodes in the season. So I'm, I'm past the halfway point and I would give that an A plus. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. And I think Melissa, you will, you in particular will love you it. You will, you will love it. Yeah. You will, you yeah. will, let's put it this way. When you start watching that, make sure you're free for the next seven hours. Cause you're going to, you're going to. Binge watch all of them. In I, I binge it over sitting. two days. Over two days. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's the next um, and, weekend. Yeah. And, and, then and, and unfortunately, it's unfortunately it was just a, you know, it's a lim- it's a it's a limited series because it's based on a book and so it's it's done. But um, it is probably the best thing I've seen on Netflix in a while. Um, wow. Okay. Um, the the the, you know, the the plot structure is sort of, you know, stereotypical. You know, disadvantaged girl has skill. 
you know, is successful, struggles with success, you know, finally, you know, has, but the way in which they've, the, the character that yes. she is, is fantastic. Yes. The supporting characters are all unique and fantastic. The way in which they, it's filmed, and it's set in the late 60s. Okay. Uh, and so it's it's a bit of a period piece. You get a lot of, you know, you know the drinking and the smoking and a bunch of other stuff. It's just so well done. Yes. And if, if you know, I mean, I know you, you, you responded to my tweet. Of, no, was that you? No. No, so, someone else responded to my, my tweet. Because I, I, I put something on Facebook recommending it recently. They go watch it. And someone responded and said, well, you know, uh, you know, my kid said, if if you know, you know, if you know anything about real chess, chess players are never going to be exciting. And why would you want to watch that? Uh-huh. And I was like, wow. um, but I think it's really well done. But I think what it is, is, you know, they've, um, I, I remember reading um, a book about Bobby Fischer in, in my teenage years. And, you know, he was early 60s. This It's completely fictional, but this was set in the late 60s. But there are certain elements of Bobby Fischer, young chess genius struggling in it. So it's sort of really well done. Okay. Now, Scott, the here's a question for you. Actually, has like personality. I trust you on this, Colin. Like, it's yes, not yes, yeah, a yeah, typical yeah, it, female in a role that's like no flat no. and predictable. Okay. No, she's, no, no. She's very, she's very, she's. I I would say, um, great character, very damaged, very flawed, yeah. and that's what that's what pulls you in. Very yeah. damaged, very flawed, and. Um, and just yeah. a, a great, I mean, it's a great story. Human, and, human, then, yeah, and, then, and then all the surrounding characters, right? Because yes. like you're watching it, and it's like, you know, who is she? I, she was in something, and it's like, now you, you know, you're looking it up and be like, oh, yeah, she was in the, you know, the thing. Because there's, you know, obviously other, other actors yeah. in there that you, at, at first glance you don't recognize because you don't remember them because the stuff that they, was in, mm-hmm. they were in you know, it was years and years ago. So it, it takes a while to kind of pull that forward. But, um, but yeah, yeah but so... I, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. It's, she's a, she's a great female character. It's well-written, you know, again, she, you know, yeah, it's, it's well done. Cool. Yeah. I'll uh, check it out. All right. We're at, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting up to the hour. So episode 25 is quickly coming to a close and that sets us up for, uh, episode 26. Um, and I believe that's yours, Melissa. Yeah. So, um, you guys are going to get a peek inside of what's been in my head the past, <laughs> the past week or so. So it's going to be great. Um, all the right. theme for I have the next write, episode I, is any I'm port t- I, in a storm. Oh. <laughs> so we're doing ports, um, because we haven't done them <laughs> and because I know very little about them, but I have a cool story. And um, I, I know Colin will will carry the stuff I do not know about ports, and I'll probably learn some stuff too. But um, we can talk about how we manage our ports at home as well. So all the devices like, we have, everything wireless, everything needs to charge. Like there's so much technology that you can kind of plug into, and cool tech that you can use to to kind of manage that and and have readily available charging capacity and um everything yeah. from from usb Ports. wall sockets to the whole nine yards so we'll cover it cool that's awesome because i actually i actually was just bitching about that today so <laughs> as i look at my desk which has a port problem which we'll talk about next week that i guess yay yes. <laughs> yeah you awesome. can't get into it now i mean yes no, exactly yeah. yeah awesome all right cool well any other uh any other parting thoughts for uh for this uh momentous episode episode 25 by the way the uh i have to tell you the rice wine i forget how much i like sake it's 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 something that it's always like well i'm only going to drink it if i'm you know at a japanese restaurant or but but you know definitely something that you could drink outside of that no get get yourself uh, a warmer and and that's that's our winter kind of i was was gonna say i was gonna say warm sake in the winter is is classic and and by the way, that's you're supposed to, you know, technically you're supposed to drink it, you know, warmer, more, more of the warmer sake, given the story saw in the winter, yeah. So. All right, cool. Well, there we go. Then we're yeah. we're all set. Well, okay. So for everybody that joined us, thank you so much for for hanging out. Episode twenty five. Hopefully you uh, you learned a lot about um, sake, or hopefully something or a few things that you you didn't know. So that was um, that was a great way to kind of introduce that into the. Uh, into the discussion and then on the technology side. So I don't know 
if every example was overrated because I think we kind of steered towards the things that we just didn't like that we, or things that th things that were things that had evolved I guess probably no we, we hit about I think we hit some I, I think, think we hit some things that sort of yeah like yeah yeah over things that are sort of in the a little in, hard yeah. on us Scott yeah people no no if we think it's overrated odds are we're not going to like it <laughs> it's the it's the it's the sake talking and as soon as I'm yeah. done I'm going to take the last of it I'm going to do a sake bomb I'm going to open up a I don't know what I have for beer in the fridge but uh, snap something along it those lines. <laughs> yeah, I always do. <laughs> oh goodness! I I always do. Um, all right, I won't tell that story. It's too long. Okay, uh, top of the hour. So um, as always, um, Colin, Melissa, it's been fun. Uh, always the highlight of the week, and this is for uh, again the the global community. Probably a week that everybody's looking forward to getting past, and I know I am, and we're we're at that tipping point. So. Uh, I don't think we enjoyed. are. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Let's 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 pretend by the time, time it gets posted. Pretend by the time it gets posted that we're we're past that point. Okay, so I'm Scott, uh, Melissa, Colin. This is it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good tech, good wine. Peace out. <laughs>